Hello and welcome to the 158 podcast. And today's episode, we're with Shane Urowitz. Shane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And get our other co-hosts on here, Matt and Derek. Yeah, we got Shane from uh, Canon Connect, COO of Canon Connect. Uh, So we came in today because this podcast isn't just for veterans to share their stories. We want to make sure that we get resources and knowledge uh, out there for the veteran community as well. So Canon Connect is a huge resource for the veteran community. Uh, Myself, I am a client with Canon Connect. Uh, Had a great experience with them so far. So I I reached out to Shane to see if he would come on, share some of his experiences uh, and share what Canon Connect is about. Maybe a great place to start would just be getting some some background info. How did you get into this, Shane? Sure. Um, so Canon Connect, our first client, interesting enough, is my wife's grandmother, and that was in January 2015. So we had been in and around medical businesses, myself and my two partners, for quite some time. And then uh, my wife's grandmother heard from her friend that there are these special cookies that were helping her sleep better at night. So I asked the doctor that we work with if he would prescribe cannabis for my wife's grandma. So your wife's grandma, she's not a veteran. She's not a veteran. Okay, so it's not Uh, just a long, it's got to be only for veterans. Correct. Um, So she started using these, well, we got the cannabis, and then it was my mother-in-law baked cookies. And what I I saw happen was this late 80s at the time year old woman um, who has sciatica. She has grandma pains, if you will, right? So she would only sleep for two two hours a night at most because she'd turn and there would be pain. And I watched her tell stories of how she's sleeping four hours a night, five hours a night. She wasn't getting a full eight, nine hours, but her quality of life was improving. improving. And then uh, simultaneous with that understanding and meeting some people that worked at some of the licensed producers, um, it was identified that veterans were a demographic of patients that, um, like my wife's grandmother, were finding very good use for it and finding wellness and also were covered for medical marijuana. So we identified that might be a target market that we should look into. And with uh, a lot of hard work and a little bit of luck, you can fast forward now five years and we have 11 offices across the country helping veterans that are as young as 22, 23. And we have one that's like 94 years old in Oromocto that uses uh, cannabis. And you you can believe that someone like him, it took a long time to convince him to uh, try cannabis. But... uh, it's been a fun ride. Shane, before the podcast started, I was sharing a little, my own personal story of a course I go on in Toronto and I'm in a parking lot in Liberty Village, pre-medicating before the course because I like a little THC in my head for the creative. And I look to my left and there's this van sitting there with Canna Connect, you know, murals all over or the, you know how you do the wrap. And it was, for me, that was my first exposure to it. I went, oh, wow, this is great. And I I remember the message on it being something about, we'll come to you and help connect you to the cannabis for medical. And I believe it was about four years ago. Yeah, I don't think it was that. I'm I'm trying to point the date. I think the the date was, would have been around March, 2017, three years ago. So I mentioned we have 11 offices, 10 of them are in military towns or around bases. One of them is downtown Toronto. So at that time, we did a big uh, advertising campaign around the Masters, the golf tournament, where we had Canon Connect caddies walking around downtown Toronto, <laughs> handing out golf balls and education information on what we did. So the slogan on the truck would have been connecting Canadians with medical cannabis. 
Yes. So we do have an office downtown. I uh, unfortunately don't know the address offhand, but uh, I'm sure we can get it after. And that's geared towards um, suits. So there are a lot of people that um, have been using cannabis, similar to how somebody has, and this isn't anything, I'm not a doctor. This is just from experience with patients, is you know people the same way someone would take, have a glass of scotch or a glass of wine or a couple of beers at the end of the night, take the edge off. There are a lot of professionals that want to medicate or, you know, in their words, have a few puffs uh, to relax at the end of the night. So we actually cater to those people downtown Toronto that might have been buying from their drug dealers from high school and now have this safe avenue to come to us to learn about it, get the cannabis sent to them directly from a licensed producer. And they know exactly what they're getting, where it's coming from. And you believe that a lot of them have converted to becoming medical patients, even though they've been, you know, okay with what they've been buying on the street for however many years, but now they get it from sources through us. As a veteran that works in that suit world, it's, uh, it's good that you take care of the little suits too. It's nice. Um, it's kind of a stigma that runs around in that world. And if you'd notice a little bitterness in my voice on that is it does tend to be a little more the suit world towards the, uh, have a shot, have a have a glass of rye, take the edge off, be a man, have some drinks, as opposed to cannabis has always had that judgment around it, maybe? Sure, sure. I mean, that could also lead into, if I may, a lot with dealing with the major demographic of our patients being military veterans, where I've sat in legions across from veterans, and forget legions, anywhere, and I'll watch them light one cigarette off another, and drink 12 to 15 beer and, and knife hand me and tell me what I'm what I'm doing in cannabis is the worst thing. Yeah. And it's it's the devil and they shouldn't be doing it. And I understand where they're coming from. They grew up arguably institutionalized and we're told that, you know, if you smoke a joint or you're caught with cannabis, you're going to go to jail. And the stories that I've heard, uh, I would say that civilian jail is probably like a vacation compared to military jail. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see that that's the stigma that we've been dealing with over time. But when you, when you hear stories of, you know, even not so much from the veteran using the cannabis, from their children, from their spouse, if they're married, from their parents, that they're becoming people again. They're, they're, they're wanting to leave their house. They're wanting to go outside. They're wanting to exercise. It's, it's an interesting way to sum up cannabis that I've noticed in the military community. It's empowerment. So all of a sudden... Here's this flower or oil that shows up at your house. And then there's a whole community online. Like we work, uh, there's, here's an example of one. There's one called Green Veterans Canada. It's a Facebook group that has about 2,000 Canadian military veterans on it. And all day long, they share about the recipes, how they render, what they do. So imagine a veteran prior to cannabis would be told regimentally how much, these are the pills you take every day. And they just know, unfortunately, what it's going to do to them. Now they wake up in the morning. Here's my flour. I'm going to bake with it. Today, I feel like making this. I feel like making that. It's more than just, it's like a tool in the toolbox. You're you doing a comparison right there between, okay, you, you, you come back off this tour and you're getting prescribed all these Oxycontins or all these pills that are regimented. You take them at these, this time of day, as opposed to a cannabis flour oil, where now there's a community around how you're going to cook and how you're going to get this medicine from the plant. A key component to that too is, <clears throat> I think to go back to what you were saying with the suits and getting from their high school drug dealer or something like that, you never knew what you were getting. So now 
I know with some doctors, that's the the vision they still have is like, that's, you're just going to go buy random marijuana. Well, that's not the case. You actually know exactly what percent you're getting. You can do the research and find out what strain does what for, for the symptoms that I have. Um, so I, I think it's getting to the point now where that stigma is finally not so relevant, I guess, because you can see, okay, this works for me, this doesn't work for me, kind of like how medication is supposed to be, where it's like you take either 50 milligrams or 100 milligrams. Um, but now we can do that with something that's not going to have as much adverse side effects as well. And and there is a community of people going, hey, this has been working. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Listen, it's also a point to make that um, we will be fools to say that cannabis is the end all and be all. Uh, it's not a magic potion, like I said earlier. Uh, what we believe here, it's, it's a tool in the toolbox. And there is a need for pharmaceuticals if a doctor prescribes them. Like to the point, a lot of physicians uh, you know, steer away from prescribing cannabis. And it's simple. They didn't learn how to prescribe it in med school. The College of Physicians for years, but now it's there's a better understanding, doesn't really give guidelines. So they're watching their own back. They don't want to prescribe a plant that they never, they don't know what it's going to do or how it's going to work. And for a doctor that's been, you know, told here, 50 milligrams of this, he knows exactly what it's going to do to you. I can see why he feels a lot safer or she feels a lot safer prescribing the pharmaceutical, right? Absolutely. There's a, it's important to understand that it's not, uh, we don't preach cannabis or nothing. Yeah. We preach wellness. So a lot of our centers um, are being, the new ones are being, like right now our newest centers being done will be ready, I think, even this week in Victoria, BC, also run by a retired uh, Patricia, same as Mike Bell. Um, we, we, we create this, um, the elevator pitch. We've created an ecosystem of emotional safety for military veterans, where a veteran can feel safe to come, have a coffee, not feel judged, know that there's going to be somebody here that he probably served with, or somebody that also, quote unquote, walked in the same boots that he did or she did and feel safe. So, you know, at any given time, like, for instance, our big office at Oromocto, I would imagine right now as we're sitting here, there's probably 10 to 15 veterans and probably a half a dozen uniformed soldiers that are there having a cup of coffee in the morning. And that's what we've tried to create and that's what we envisioned and that's what we're doing across the country so i haven't been to one of these wellness centers yet but and i'm sure you wouldn't say this but i'll say it it seems like you guys have created an atmosphere that's supposed to be what the legion's like except for broken down the barriers where it's not controlled by a civilian it's veterans with veterans in a safe atmosphere um and that's another tool as well that you guys are creating well and shane's a civilian though and he's able to pull it off so i don't think it's just it's the attitude. Oh, sorry, I jumped in on that, but that just came to my mind to blurt that out. Like, well, I, well, I think they've, they've yeah, they you guys have kind of military term adapt and overcome, right? Okay, we see this demographic, and you guys have been transparent that you know it, it kind of led into this way, knowing that we we're covered. So why not chase it? But then you guys have adapted to what we kind of needed and uh, have created a safe atmosphere for that. Right? It sounds like Matt, you were in our meeting for when we did, when we decided to do a makeover of this, uh, wellness center, maybe you were flying the wall. Cause literally what we, we deemed it was like project Legion 2.0. Yeah. Because I, I, the, the Legion serves its purpose to a lot of people, but what we've noticed to your point is it, was, it had a mission after World War II for a place for veterans to come and hang out. Now for the 12, 
I don't know, 10 to 15 legions that I've been to, I think there's only been one where you walk in and you have that feeling. The rest of them are run by civilians. Like there are a few veterans in our office here right now that they came to Toronto. They wanted to check out a legion. It was closing in an hour and the civilians wouldn't let them buy a beer and said, no, we're, the bar's closed and we're leaving. Yeah, like that's well, just my defeats home, the whole purpose. My hometown was the same thing. Okay, I'm going to bounce off from this because it's a conclusion too. I've been in them. The, the legions are shit right now. And, you know, if, if we want to get feedback on social media from the legions, if they're doing a good job, great. I'm just giving my own feedback from the ones I've been in. I agree yeah. with you guys are shit. But so let's move on from that. What I'm picking up on this is myself. Like I, I'm like a lot of veterans out there that just go, I'm out too long. We did all this stuff. I just had to hide it. <clears throat> I self-medicate. I buy my own stuff. And they hear this podcast because they know me or they know Matt and they're sitting in their home alone. If I didn't have to buy my marijuana anymore, or if this little ringing in my ears got fixed and uh, how do I now, do I just show up at, at Canna connect and just say, Hey, I'm a veteran. Can I get my weed? Like I, there's a little more. Sure. So that. the process. Yes. First and foremost, if there are people hearing this and want help with paperwork, VAC, VAC, VAC paperwork. So, um, cannabis is just one of the, is our business. Um, but we end up doing a lot more than just that. So at any one of our offices, if a veteran comes in and puts his hand up and says, I'm ready, um, chances are we'll be able to probably match him up with somebody from his regiment, maybe somebody that he served with to help him with the paperwork. We have veteran ambassadors. You have those connections to say, Hey, the person's not in our office right now, but we'll get you that, get them to you or. Yeah. But like, if you walk into, like, if you walked into our office in Petawawa, that's run by two combat medics, somebody came in and they know how to take care of people. If some like, like, like everybody does in our office, but particularly Petawawa, if you walk in there and you need paperwork, Shannon who runs the office there, she'll start right away. And on the veteran end of things, I know Ottawa, I have close friends that are in Ottawa every day that you walk into there, they're going to take care of you. So we're talking Edmonton has one, Calgary, all these places that so are their bases. Not Calgary. I'm going to try to spin off all the offices right now. I wish there was somewhere on the wall that I could read them, but we'll start with Petawawa. We can put these in the notes too. Okay, Petawawa, Kingston, Ottawa, Trenton, downtown Toronto, which is the one that's catered to different demographic. Um, Edmonton, Newfoundland, St. John's, Victoria, Saskatchewan, and that Winnipeg, and then uh, we'll probably no, have to go. And Oromocto, which is, uh, maybe I saved the best for last, but that was our first um, Legion 2.0 makeover, where uh, at that office, interesting enough, at that wellness center, there's a whole area where, uh, interesting enough, somebody had their DWD ceremony on Friday at our office, and he proposed to his girlfriend uh, while it was going on at our office, which is the first engagement uh, at a Canon Connect office. So in that office, there's a wellness center, there's a medical side, and there's also a whole other area, a whole other office for rendering. So uh, you talk about empowering and giving a troop a reason to leave their house. Uh, when the medicine shows up at the door from one of the licensed producers, they know to bring it to our office, and then uh, somebody there uh, will help them with uh, rendering their medicine. And look, we were talking about this on, on the way here, and you never know where a podcast is going to go, but we... we we normally do the podcast in Hamilton and we're coming out to Toronto for this. And we are talking about just this sense of us getting together and, and the drive here and, and that community. And you can also see it that you're doing it here too. So it's a, uh, to, 
I guess for veterans and people wanting to get together and have that community. I'm, I'm starting to feel it a lot now and see what, what you guys are putting together. And maybe this is you know, coming out of, I don't know where I'm going with all this, but it's just a, a good feeling that you've got this place to go to instead of the Legion, I guess. Well, we've also, we've talked a lot about cannabis. Is there other stuff that you guys will help with? Yeah. I mean, like uh, cannabis is our business essentially. So I'll explain in 30 seconds how it works. A veteran comes in, there's some paperwork that needs to be associated with their file with Veterans Affairs. And then they get all the paperwork filled out. They see one of our physicians and then their prescription, their medical document is sent to one of the licensed producers, the Aurora, the Med Relief, the Canopies of the World. And then the medicine is directly sent from the licensed producer to the client, to the patient or to the veteran. And then that's where the, med, you know, the empowerment starts of how they're going to use it, what they're going to do with it. But you know, to answer your question, Matt, like we kind of like this podcast, we started in one place in the road and then we took, you know, we ended up here and there. So, yeah. uh, you know, we, we touched upon it a little bit earlier, VAC paperwork, we help uh, a lot with. Um, we have in some of our offices, psychological services available. Like we do work with uh, Chris and Angel Doopy from Cadence Health and Wellness, who I think he's actually at our office right now. Um, so uh, there are some offices where there aren't enough therapists in the area and cadence will take care of that yeah and i've watched the process by the way like i uh, talk about giving somebody their life back you know not to age anybody but there are the demographic of veterans uh in their 50s in their 60s that were told suck it up and have a drink and everything's okay with you um there's so much going on right now in our offices of guys and women coming in and filling out paperwork and they're waking up being you know, they all of a sudden have a few hundred thousand dollars given to them and they have a pension and they have this and their vision of, uh, you know, their golden years, if you will, wasn't feasible on what they were doing prior to it. And to, you know, we get the phone calls, but like particularly one in PEI, another Patricia, um, his wife, him and his wife, she also served where we helped them. Well, someone in our office helped them with their paperwork. And uh, they, you know, it was one of those things they thought it was too good to be true. And then it happened. All of a sudden, this money's in their bank account. They have money coming in every month. They're getting financial planning on what they're supposed to do with it. And uh, it really goes a long way. And then we do, we do um, a wide range of retreats, events. Like we took, uh, there was the Canadian Forces uh, Military, the Canadian Forces Appreciation Night um, Toronto Maple Leafs had yeah. two weeks ago. So we took like, because uh, the way it works, the season ticket holders give their tickets back for serving members. But what about veterans? So we took, uh, we do it every year. We took about eight to 10 vets to the game. Uh, we had some pizza before and uh, we had a great night. So there's many different events that we'll get involved with just to better the community that uh, accepts us. Well, that's what I was leaning more towards, trying to see what else you guys are doing. Because I know, I know personally what you guys are doing, but it's nice to hear from you guys too saying we take out veterans to go do this and that. Uh, I I know per personally some friends I went to the game uh, that you spoke of, and I've also met veterans through Canada Connect as well. So you guys are great with being involved with the community, not just, hey, sign some paperwork so we can get paid kind of thing, uh, which is huge. Wait, I could ask just quick. So these are people that have season tickets to the Leafs, civilians that say, hey, you know what, I like to to give my tickets up for this night and 
charities and the Canna Connects out there receive those tickets? No, so uh, season ticket holders in their box of tickets get an envelope saying, this is the Forces game, would you like to donate it back? Those just go to active troops. Um, so myself and my partners, we ask our friends that uh, have gotten have been lucky enough to become friends with some veterans that hang out in our office. They gave their business or family season tickets, family tickets for those games. So we got them donated from our friends, which is also another neat aspect of the office that we're in right now. So given that we have veterans pop in all the time, we have some close friends that we grew up with now that get to understand the military community, understand what's going on, which again, going back to three civilians growing up in Toronto, like the only real connection I had to the military was I have a lot of family in Israel. So I have a lot of uh, family that are you know, veterans or soldiers in the IDF. And then my wife, both of her grandfathers served in the Canadian forces. But besides that, it was, I knew Don Cherry like talking about veterans on TV. And then, you know, I wake up now in 2020 and it's, uh, I'm fully ingrained in the community and I wouldn't have it any other way because it's something that's really important as a Canadian that people need to understand. There are people in this country that actually, whether they went overseas or not, they decided they were going to go for the greater cause and allow people like me to sleep peacefully at night. So it's important um, the connection for the civilian veteran world. I think there could be a lot and military world. There could be a lot more done about it, but we're taking steps. Uh, just one more point that I want to make sure that I got out there, uh, give you an opportunity to speak on. I'm looking at uh, an art piece that you guys, you told me you picked up from True Patriot Love uh, and t resembles family or what was the... Yeah, that's a combat helmet that I think was, um, the actually the artist is the spouse of a veteran and it symbolizes essentially the beautiful art looks like it's... Uh, symbolizing a woman spouse but we look at it as um, the support that a soldier needs around them for the entire for while they're in the service but the entire family their friends um because uh so someone i think of right away is dawn up in ottawa and uh it's she's obviously getting a lot of support which is amazing and uh she's clearly very appreciative of it um i was thinking maybe you want to chat about how you guys support family as well. Sure. So Ottawa is an interesting office for us. It's run by husband and wife, Don and Scott Atkinson. Uh, Scott is a veteran. Uh, he was also an Invictus athlete, I believe, two or three years ago. In Toronto. In Toronto, right? And uh, that's a good example of... Um, it's really beautiful to see how their marriage has flourished being together, having to help people, like there's a purpose in that household. And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about just everyday life, like the, the, what they, let me take a step back. Soldiers wake up in the morning with a purpose and then they come home and all of a sudden, sometimes the message is confusing of what that purpose is. Don and Scott are a good example of purpose, how they're, Going there every day, there's about seven or eight other guys that go every day for coffee. And all of a sudden, there are veterans all over Ottawa in the Canada area that never would have left their house or their basement or the bottle, perhaps. And they're literally coming out of nowhere to that office because of Don and Scott and what goes on there. And uh, totally off topic, we asked me about uh, Don again. 
I, I was just saying, no, if you want to, yeah, that's like completely on topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's it's an atmosphere for family and spouses as well as where uh, I was kind of leading towards uh, you guys. Again, veterans can be seen as dollar signs, I guess, to some people, some businesses, organizations. Um, but you guys are welcoming family and support networks to be a part of this process and journey as well, which is empowering. So we, we do um, quite a bit of private work, if you will. Like we've done a lot of, uh, a lot. We've done a few surprise a family um, for Christmas, take them to the grocery store or take them to kids to Toys R Us, get them a Christmas tree. We've done some work with helping with repairs in older veterans' houses, you know, people living in conditions that you wouldn't wish anybody upon and getting some renovations. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, the word essentially could be charity, but these, pe these people aren't charity cases, if you will. So you won't see us advertise when we knock on a troop store uh, while he's deployed and surprise the family with Christmas. But it's yeah. really something that, uh, you know, good people gravitate to good people is what we believe. And, you know, we, we had a lot of help with that, for instance, from Chris, from Cadence, who helped us put that together. And that really went a long way. But, you know, to add Matt to... What else happens besides just the cannabis? I could give you like the cannabis, the empowerment aspect. So then, you know, I, I'm thinking of a veteran in Quebec that his wife called me um, really broken down crying with gratitude. This is like two or three years ago. Um, she said that what we had done for him and putting him back into being with his buddies and in getting him into cannabis. And then he started going to the gym is... She finally got her husband back that she married before he deployed, before he went into service. And all of a sudden, you know, he didn't, he's wanting to render his medicine. So he's in the kitchen. So he's helping cooking. And then he's, you know, the, she told us, which was the big part of the conversation was um, their sex life was non-existent with all the medicine that he was on prior to. And they're able to, have a private life again, which the ripple effect to the rest of the family, like she said, all of a sudden he's a better father. He's a better brother. He's taking care of the dog more. So it's the cannabis could be the start, but it's the entire package that we're talking about of giving people the opportunity to, you know, be part of the community yeah. to come in that leads further into their personal lives. Yeah. yeah cannabis is not going to affect your sex life in a bad way. Well, it's and to touch on what you're talking about too. It's obviously there's a lot of work being done, and when you're including family members as well, then uh, it's it's not just the cannabis. Then it's everyone working together to make a better situation. Uh, the veteran has to do that as well, and if the cannabis is connecting a veteran with their spouse and their family, then that's doing more than just you know taking a pill in the morning and hoping things will be okay. Just, just to circle back uh, to Don and Scott for a second. Uh, Don is a great example, and we have other women in, their, in, in our... This is the Ottawa. Yes, we oh. have other women in our Canna Connect family, and there are advocates and spouses outside of Canna Connect that are doing amazing things, but Don is an advocate for cannabis uh, on her own mm -hmm. and how it's helped her, for her personal struggles, for her husband, for her house... So we talk, you know, a big thing we've been chatting about today is getting a veteran out of their house to come to one of our wellness centers to sit with their buddies and have a cup of coffee and feel connected again. 
Dawn is a good example, and if she's listening to this, hi, Dawn. Um, she's somebody that if there's a spouse out there that wants to know what cannabis is like in the family nucleus with everybody, with the children, with the dog, with Dawn is a person that uh, will sit with you for a minute or a day if you need to to understand how, what it's done for their household. So if there are any military spouses out there that want to hear it from somebody that's perhaps gone through very similar struggles that they might be going through, uh, give us a call and we'll get you in contact with Dawn and other spouses. But, you know, Matt, you asked about Ottawa. She is a good example of if you need to hear what this whole community does to a family, speak to Dawn. And to interject something, as we do these podcasts, obviously I want to do research and that veteran that's listening out there or veteran spouse, we all have our cell phones with a Google search engine. Can I connect Ottawa? I mean, can I connect Toronto? It's so easy to find you and, and to be able to connect. And what I'm picking up here is if I'm that veteran sitting in Kingston or, or, or Edmonton, I can just call up that office and they're going to help me. And there's a resource there for me to, to yeah. help me. And to that point, um, if people are uncomfortable using the phone, they can just send a message to us online, to our Facebook. They can email um, and we'll get them connected. We do have a lot of clients that unfortunately aren't comfortable using the phone. Yes, lots of people yeah. don't. Or, then, or they can yeah. just drop in. They can yeah, they read. can drop in at any time. But if, 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 if the first step is, hey, I want to just find out who who's which veterans hang out at one of the offices because if I serve with them, maybe I'd be more inclined to get out of my house. It's a private message. Um, look, and you know, Can It Connect is one organization that's doing amazing things. There are people like we chatted about earlier. We have competitors that are doing the same thing. And I believe that in 2020 right now, um, there's enough, the stigma has come down enough in the military community with cannabis that if Can It Connect's not for you, there are other companies out there that can give you wellness and take care of you and they do it in their own way, but they are successful in doing it. So if, uh, I mean, I'm essentially you know, punching myself in the face right now, stepping on my own foot, but there are companies out there that if you need help and it's just can it connects, not going to be for you, go get it. Well, it's about the connection and, and you know, I'm going to share a little story, you know, veterans that are listening to this. That connection is huge. Um, last summer, you know, good friends Nick and James, I won't leave any last names here, and we're all PPCLI. There's three of us playing together in a golf tournament. Or not golf tournament, it's just at a golf course. So you know what that's like. You set up your foursome. But the one spot, there was someone that was joining us, and we don't know who that is. So we're in the parking lot. And it's a doctor. He's a great guy. He's like, hey, I saw I just jumped in on your foursome and finds out we're vets. So Everything's working out great. We're all out on the golf course together. And the doctor and I are riding together and James and Nick are riding together. And we talk about, he goes, don't you want to get in with them? And I go, well, we're all brothers and connected, except some of the connections even go deeper because they were on a tour together. So this lets them get their community together inside that golf cart and talk about things that I'm not going to be able to relate to, but they can relate to. But then when you pull outside of that community, we can all still relate to other things together. And I, what I'm picking up is that's what you're providing here is the different la- layers of connection that can come out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and also like, thankfully the, the, the size of our company, if there's somebody listening that 
uh, would only want to talk to somebody in their regiment or perhaps even the years that they served, uh, there's a good chance that uh, we'll be able to connect you with somebody, uh, forget second degree, like somebody that you might have served with. That's uh, also uh, going back to being a civilian in the veteran world. Uh, it's been really nice for me. I've had the opportunity quite a few times that through the work that we do, we connect guys that haven't seen each other since overseas, since like a good example is when I visited our Omukto office, um, Bruce Frampton, who's our senior vice president, is retired Patricia. Uh, we, we went to Oromukto and he saw a gentleman that he hadn't seen since playing broomball together in the early 90s. <laughs> but the, the hus- Actually not broomball. What's that called? That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's Broomaloo. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few less rules in Broomball. Got it. <laughs> so just you know, the, the, to be able to put guys back together or yeah, girls back it. together, yeah. it's those hugs when those guys see each other. What's incredible, and, it, and it's certainly got to be in a military DNA, is they picked off or they left off like they hadn't missed a beat. Yeah. And they were making fun of each other and doing whatever. Like they had just seen each other yesterday and it had been 25 years, 30 yeah. years. And uh, that's a really amazing thing for us. And it happens at our wellness centers all over the country where, you know, that someone will come in or see a picture of somebody and walk and be like, I haven't seen you since the 80s. Yeah. And then, then it's just a ripple effect, right? So do you want to share anything coming up with Canna Connect? Any new wellness centers, anything like that? Anything to be on the lookout for? Yeah, so right now, um, Victoria, our office there, is opening up uh, as early as this week or next week. It's just a few, uh, you know, paint, paint this and fix that is being done. Uh, we are doing a pop-up clinic, I believe, at the end of the month. Hopefully we can share the link to it. Yeah, we will. Uh, in Dartmouth and in Greenwood, Nova Scotia. So the plan is we're going to be visiting areas where we have a lot of clients that inquire online, but don't like, you know, like we don't have an office in Nova Scotia. We don't have an office yet. We don't have an office yeah. in Dartmouth or Greenwood, but we're going to those locations because we get a lot of inquiries from people um, wanting to become our clients in that area. So the wellness center will do that much more for them and for us as a business. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be pop-up clinics coming. I think we're going to consider doing one in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland. Uh, we're going to do some all over Alberta. So that's something to look out for. And then, uh, you know, just to sum it up, if there is somebody out there that just even has a question, uh, please do get in contact with our Facebook. Call the toll-free number. Pop into one of the offices. There's Chances are we're just going to give you our honest answer. And if we can help, great. And hopefully we can continue what we're doing. Perfect. Thanks, Shane. Pleasure. Thank you so much.